Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to Orange and Blue Blood, hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. But uh, we will uh, finish the show here because, as I said at the top, it may have snuck up on some of you, but the NBA draft is this Thursday. Um, that's probably because some Knicks fans are like, I haven't heard anything about any players coming here. I haven't heard any rumors about who may be drafting. Well, that's because you have no picks. The Knicks do not have a draft pick coming into this uh, this uh, this draft this Thursday. They traded their first-round pick um, in the Josh Hart trade. That was their own first-round pick that went out to Portland. The Dallas pick that they thought they were going to get, that was much hullabalooed, didn't happen because of the tanking that happened at the end of the season. So, so the Knicks can't come into this draft now. No picks. They didn't have any second-round picks coming into this year. They traded like – 30 of them last year uh, in those in those various trades that happened to get out of some of those bad contracts, Alec Burks and Kendall, Kemba Walker. So, um, so no picks, but uh, it doesn't mean it won't be a fun night. It always is a fun night for the NBA. The Spurs have the number one overall pick and are expected to take a Frenchman, a Victor Wembenyama. And this is usually kind of the, the true start of the offseason. Of course, we have the June 30th, July 1st ordeal, but this is kind of when, you know, trades start to happen, movement starts to happen. You start to hear some rumors about maybe where some of these guys who are free agents will sign. Not a big free agent class this year, but uh, this is really kind of begins like the true start of the offseason, the NBA draft. So what storylines, Knicks or non-Knicks, are you looking forward to following this week as we head into uh, where we're in the middle of draft week? Yeah, I think obviously the top of the draft is 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 interesting after the the uh, the, the Wimbayana pick after the Spurs take him off the board, um, and in the days leading up to that, you know we had um, a, a, there's a lot of smoke starting to billow out of New Orleans. Um, mm-hmm. You may have seen it when you were down there this past week. Yeah. Um, around that that Zion talk where you oh, know, yeah. they're trying to move up to number two to, or three to get Scoot Henderson. Um, so and then obviously the Blazers with number th- with with the third overall pick. Um, you know, do they? It sounds like Dame's going to be upset if they take a young player as opposed to trading that 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 pick for um, uh, a win now talent. Um, you know, or does Dame get shipped out to Miami and then the Blazers keep that pick and 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 and, and kind yeah. of build the you know rebuild the team that way? Um, so I think it'll be fascinating with those with those two and three, um, and then assuming those that those that order stays the same, or even if it gets flipped around, um, does Miller go two? Does Scoot Henderson go three? Um, looks like Amen Thompson has really been uh, you know making a charge. Um, yeah. and kind of solidifying his spot at number four. So uh, let me ask you, EJ, um, what yeah. am, I, am I am I wrong to think that 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 Miller's has Miller? It seems like Miller's the kind of the consensus second best player in the draft right now. I, I shouldn't say that consensus, but, you know, maybe 60, 40 uh, among, you know, mocks. Probably more. Yes, yeah, probably more fair. Yeah. Somewhere along those lines. Um is that because I think if you would have pulled those same, you know, those same folks six months ago, it would have said, you know, obviously when Bayana one and then who Henderson two, and then some other guys, three, four, five, um, has Henderson's stock fallen a little bit or is Miller's stock risen a little bit or how would yeah. you, where, where do you stand on that? 
I really feel like the school thing, because it's so funny, you know, and Tommy asked me because I, I do so much draft content. I actually posted a new video. Check, check it out. New Generation Media did some uh, stock rising and falling in this year's draft. So very apropos for this conversation. I feel like Scoot in the discussion about him maybe falling from two to three in terms of where the top players lie, it has little to do with him and even little to do with Brandon Miller. And I, I say that because I think Brandon Miller is, is, is talented. But I think people have seen, oh, there's another option to pick a guy that's not a six-foot-one guard. And I think that that's just in, really enticed people. Like, yeah. I think Brandon Miller has a lot of talent. The guy, to be that tall, to shoot the way he can, um, the 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 in-space athleticism, I'm not sure he's as great an athlete, you know, through context people think, but in-space, great athlete. Like, you see these, you know, raw tools, and you're saying, well, I've seen this guy succeed in the draft, this archetype team succeed in draft way more recently than the 6'1", 6'2", guard. And regardless of how Scoot looks, I think people are afraid of that because there have been so many small guards over the past 10, 15 years who look like they would come in and be great, but it's just their size uh, inhibits them. Uh, they're playing the toughest position to play in the NBA, maybe the toughest position to play in sports outside of quarterback in the NFL. It's NBA point guard right now. And it's just buyer beware every time you're drafting a point guard that high. So I almost feel like the Brandon Miller love has more to do with where the NBA is and there being any alternative to drafting a small guard, which I know a lot of uh, NBA draft aficionados are afraid of sometimes. Uh, Amen Thompson, do you think he's secured at, at the four spot and and, and, would you, and you think he belongs there? Yeah, I mean, I, I think he I think he does. He's four on my board. I just think the draft, when you talk about those other options, Cam Whitmore, Really explosive athlete, but on the smaller side, he's about six, 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 five. Do you, you know, do you have he Whitmore might play five? some two. Do you have Whitmore five? I'd probably have Jarvis Walker five. Okay, I, I'd have Walker five from from um from Houston, another undersized forward, but he's six eight. You know, a little yeah. different. Um, strong, physical, uh, plays both sides of the court. Um, and then I actually probably put Taylor Hendricks ahead of Whitmore there too. I love I love Hendricks. Hendricks is one of my favorite players in this draft. Slight needs to get in the weight room, but. Hell of a shooter at 6'10", um, can defend the rim. Actually reminds me a lot of Jaron Jackson at Michigan State. So um, I think he's kind of a guy that's gone a little under the radar. So I I, I love Taylor Hendricks, and I probably put um, put him right there below there. Um, Knicks, obviously, uh, no picks going into yeah. as of this moment uh, and probably won't uh, once the draft starts. Um, but we know they will keep an eye out, um, and, and they've had tremendous success drafting late in the first round. IQ 25th, Grimes 25th, um, uh, Mitch Robinson uh, early 30s. Uh, is there a player that you would, you know, is there a, a favorite of yours that should the Knicks, should we see a tweet, uh, Knicks are poking around um, for, you know, mid-20s, early 20s, late 20s, yeah. uh, even early second. Is there a player that you hope they target just because not even necessary positional fit, but you think a guy that could slip in the draft and is undervalued at the moment? I'll tell you what. I think that my brother mentioned him in one of our videos recently, and I, I do like him a lot. He's another Alabama player. Uh, Noah Clowney, at, uh, at, you know, uh, he's a 6'10", stretch four. If Obi Toppin is not going to be in the future of this team, and there's a report from Bondi today that Toppin may have expressed that he's unhappy with his role at some point and that he's tried to keep that out of the press. So if you are looking for an Obi Toppin replacement, um, this kid's not the athlete Obi Toppin is, but he'll come in probably as a better shooter. So I think he's a good fit. Um, 
they are a weird team because they have so many guys who are young who are, are already in the rotation. So you're looking at guys saying, who's somebody that can come in and play right away? You're looking for guys who, who can maybe shoot the ball, maybe a Julian Strother from Gonzaga, um, just another guy who can who can shoot from 25, 35 feet. He's got he's got a limited range, as a lot of people learned in the tournament. We had that game winning three against UCLA. Uh, maybe getting a shooter is someone with somewhere they can go. Knicks are kind of a, a weird spot, though. They they have kind of a solidified rotation. So I feel like any rookie they get, similar to uh, Trevor Keels, who they picked up last year, I feel like any rookie they get, they may be looking toward a guy who's on the younger side who they can just kind of like develop for two or three years and see if he becomes something. Or if you know, one of these guys ends up having to get traded in a big superstar trade that they have, a young guy that they've been developing that can come in and step in at that point. So, so yeah, I, those are some guys I think, I would look at, but it's a, it's a, it's a weird draft. It's not a deep draft. Like it's, it's, I think it's really, you know, one through three is a certain tier. Then I think it's weird. I think four to like 11, I think they're all kind of not that dissimilar. And then I think there's a pretty big uh, drop off from there. Um, I think Chris Murray is another guy who's really good too. I don't know if the Knicks would ever uh, entertain that, but again, if you're looking for Obi top replacement, I think he's one of the more underrated players in this draft. So, uh, so those would be some of the guys I, I, I list. Jet Howard also from uh, from uh, Michigan. He's uh, uh, Dewan Howard's son, another radar shooter. So uh, those are the names I would I would think of. If you're talking about guys who may go in the twenties. Jockes Jr. out of uh, UCLA's. Oh yeah, Jaime Jockes. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. he's good. Yeah, I like how. Like me and my brother were talking about him the other day. Like he's one of those guys where I think you wonder what position he plays. Like right. is he a small he's, forward? He kind of like top forward. He's just a basketball player. You know, exactly. like I like those guys that – Draymond Green, what was he going to be? You know, he's a pretty good yeah. passer. But just he's a tough as nails, defender, leader, veteran. You know, he's plug and play right away. Um, you know, experience on the college level, big games. Um, so he's one guy. If, uh, if Yeah, if, I really like Hawkins. My one thing about him when I talked about him earlier this week was I'm not sure – because the, the adjustment from the college line and three-point line is so big. And a lot of people yeah. don't realize that when you're looking yes. at these players. When you watch Hawkins and the threes he takes, I mean, he's right at that line. And he takes yeah. a lot of mid-range jump shots, a lot of contested twos. Like, he needs to be able to actually be a true stretch three. And, like, can he consistently make that NBA three? That's my only question mark about him other than the age but uh, and the positional thing. But I, I like his game. He's a guy that I would take a flyer on definitely in the second round. And I, Maybe and I like- in late in the first. And I like him just because his floor is higher. You know, like his ceiling yeah. is not as high as these other guys. If he hits a three, then, you know, if he can be a league average 35, 36, 37 percent three-point shooter, that changes the game. But even if not, um, you know, I think there's a place for a guy. And last question for you, Knicks obviously don't have the 10th pick or 11th pick, wherever they m- might wind up. Um, yeah. You know, do you, do you think the Mavs, you know, mocks have him taken, um, you know, your, your guy Hendricks, uh, Lively, yeah. uh, Grady Dick floating around there. Um, do you – would you – if the, who would you be most upset that the Knicks could have got that guy oh, if the Mavs take this dude at 10? Oh, yeah, Hendricks. And, and, and when when this whole situation was coming down with this pick, right. I've been circling Hendricks for a long time. As much as I love Obi, I was gotcha. like, if they can get Hendricks, Obi becomes very expendable at that point. And he's probably on further he's probably on the more correct timeline with when Julius right. Randle's contract would come up that he could then become the starting power forward. So, yeah, if Dallas comes away with Taylor Hendricks, I love the shooter with Drew, with uh, way, uh, the way uh, the way um, uh, Luca uh, passes the rock and find open guys. I mean, that would be uh, a scary thing potentially. I think that he has a lot of upside. Um, 
I know they've been looking for a five man for a long time. So Lively is a guy who's been finally rising up these 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 draft boards. Like I mean, he was a little lower because of the season he had at Duke, but he's a, a great athlete. And I think that some of his struggles have to do with Duke not really having um, the the best pass for his point guards, guys who can get him easy passes. I think playing in the NBA, he actually get much better looks than he got in college, and he's already impact defender. The guy is probably the best shot blocker in this draft. Compare him a little bit to uh, Walker Kessler who had a great season this year for the uh, for the Utah Jazz. Yeah, it's just so, sometimes those guys with kind of a limited offensive game have a trouble transitioning. But again, if you know your role and, and, and you can solidify a team, that back line of defense is definitely valuable. And if Knicks do find themselves in the second round, one of my favorite second round players this year, Kobe Brown from Missouri. Remember the name. We talk about Draymond Green, similar body type, kind of similar game. Uh, forward who thinks he can play point. Maybe a little turnover prone, but... Uh, really productive player. I think he's a guy that I would be very interested to watch. Also, Amari Bailey from UCLA, very impressed with how he played in the combine. 